This show is presented in part by Dodge. Domestic, not domesticated. Auto News. Exclusive interviews. Real-world test drives. It's your turn to step into the driver's seat. This is The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. Well, I'm, I'm going to have to get a new sound effect for the beginning of the show. And uh, because I think that was like, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was just a Hellcat. And now there was the, uh, of course, the, the, the Demon and now the Demon 170 from Dodge. And it's a 1,025 horsepower. Carl Brower, maybe you can help me. Carl Brower from iccars.com. We've got to go ahead and catch some of the sound because you and I are two guys that own Demon 170s. And it's got even, can I say it, even a more special sound. But everybody, Carl finally got his car. And you know, God is not happy with that. God is not happy with it because he has sent to California a... Well, a mechanism from God to keep Carl from driving his car. It's called the biggest storm they had in a long time. Carl, welcome to the show. <laughs> yeah, uh, God is literally raining on my demon parade. Right. But if you think about it, that's a kind of appropriate, right? That's what he would do. He's like, oh, you went ahead and bought a car called a demon, did you, right. young man? Well, we'll just show you what we think of that. Up yeah. here. But yes, you are correct. The car was delivered to the... Uh, dealership with 19 miles on it i picked it up two weeks ago about two and a half weeks ago and it now has 20 miles on there it you go <laughs> <laughs> because it got on a flatbed to go to the paint protection film shop that's my standard procedure for any car that i actually care about smart I, uh, I cover them with clear film plastic film that you can't tell is on there unless you get real close and really close and inspect yet it keeps uh, all the rocks from destroying the paint yeah and I've been doing it ever since I got my first car I ever did this to was my 2018 Demon. And when I saw how much lower stress I had with that car, especially the um, satin matte black finish on the top of it, that if you get scratched, you're essentially screwed. There's nothing you can do to fix it. What are you going to do? Polish out that scratch on a matte surface, right? Right. So I love PPF film. I loved it on the 18 Demon. Put it on my 2019 Ford GT and now have it on my uh 2012 911 Turbo S and my 2023 Demon Gosh. 170 last call. But it got flatbedded there because of the rain, and then it got flatbedded from there three days ago, just, just last week, because of the rain, and now it's been sitting in my garage because of the rain. I Honestly, when it came in on, on uh, the day it came in that afternoon, it was like just starting to dry that afternoon. And I literally drove it around the block. I went around the block in it. Uh, it had 20 miles when I left and started on my drive, and it still had 20 when I got back. It still says 20 on it. So I didn't even put a mile on it, but I went around the block in it and then carefully parked it in the garage. That's so fun. And you know what? I've, I've had to do the same thing. I live in the Pacific Northwest, and we get a lot of the same storms you do, but we get a whole lot more rain up here just because that's Oregon, you know, it just rains. The state bird is a slug. But anyway, we uh, <laughs> we left it sit in the uh, dealership showroom for two weeks, thinking that was probably the safest place for it, and finally took delivery straight to a warm shop. Because what, what are you going to do? The slick tires on these things. It's 1,025 yeah. hours. But when you do get it running, I'm gonna hoping, because I would love to have a recording of you at a racetrack doing that, 
that burnout or your first run. Cause I'm not doing that with mine, but you will with yours. I know you, I know you will. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, it's funny you say that because I went through all of my demon stuff. I decided to reorganize a bunch of stuff around how too much stuff like most Americans. And in the process, I found a lot of the stuff I'd already had from the 2018 demon. And one of the things in there was a pen that was very hard to get, but I think you got one if you signed the right stuff back in the 2018 demon days and you got it sent out to you. And it was a, uh, a VIN matched notebook with a bunch of notes you can leave and like record your PSI and all the things you're doing when you're at the track. And it's I, got a VIN I number on it. I did not get that. Dang it. What yeah, the heck? It's pretty cool. Uh. So I, I have that. But also in that package, Alan, was a pen, a writing utensil. And it's got the demon etched on the side of it, a black pen. And then if you push the top, there's like this, what looks like kind of a speaker at the top. It's got this little grill. And when you push down on it, it makes the demon running up from idle to red line sound come out of the pen. Oh, my gosh. That is crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. Well, you know what's funny? And, and there was the demon crate with the first demons. And there's no crate, yep. no crate with this one. It's all a la yeah. carte. So kind of interesting how they're changing things. Well, so here's what we'll do. We'll keep uh, reporting on your antics with yours. Mine is probably just going to go into storage because, you know, the original demon I had, the dirty demon, hashtag dirty demon. I terrorized three or four different states with that car, and they're still looking for me. The cops are, just so you know. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll follow your antics, and mine is going to sit very safely in a, you know, mothballs. Um Carl Brower joining us right now. We're going to take a break and come back and talk more about what he's got going on with IC Cars and uh, some other stuff he's been up to. Stay with us. It is The Drive. Attention business owners, 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. It's worked for a quarter million businesses worldwide. It'll work for you. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Well, you're listening to The Drive all across America and around the nation. Well, that's the same thing, isn't it? Around the world. Uh, I should have played Billy Gibbons. I'm going nationwide. Oh, well. Uh, Carl Brower joining us. Uh, Carl, so how do we how do we go from talking about a 1,025 horsepower Dodge Demon to um, downshifting to a car that doesn't shift at all, which is an electric car? But I have a feeling that there is... There's a there's a kind of a new energy in the air when it comes to electric cars. Some of the automakers are now backpedaling. What do you think about that? Yeah, it's very interesting to see where each automaker is in this kind of arc of 
it's all EVs, it's all EVs, it's all, well, maybe it's only partially EV. Well, you know what, maybe EV, uh, hang on, <laughs> we're, we're going to talk some more. Let's, right. let's talk later about EV. Right. You know, they're all somewhere in that, in that spectrum. And you bring up a great point, right, that we recently heard from General Motors that, um, yeah, you know that all EV all the time as soon as possible? Yeah, we're going to start building hybrids and plug-in hybrids again. And, and V8s. And, and yeah. continue building this, that, and the other. Oh, thank goodness. Right. 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 Yep. And you'd say, well, why? Why would they do that? And it's like, it's this real small thing, but they're idiots and they're fixed on it. It's called staying in business. And because <laughs> oh, they want to so do that. <laughs> and and because there's only one, everyone thinks there's a that the government's the most powerful force on the planet. And, well, in Korea and China, that's true. But... As of now, I don't know if that's going to always be true, but as of now, the consumer and the citizen is still more powerful than the government. And guess what? The consumer and the citizen, they're not buying EVs at the rate that the government wants them to. And the people who are caught in the middle are the automakers who are expected to live up to the requirements the government tells them to while keeping the citizenry happy enough to buy their product. They've got to try to straddle that line. And... Alan, I'm so glad I'm not one of them. I'm so glad that that is not my job is to oh. try to walk the line between keeping the government happy and keeping the uh, keeping my customers happy. Right. Um, because it's been made a very difficult line to walk. So you got GM, you got Porsche, you got Hertz, you got plenty of big constituents out there starting to show a real hesitation on the EV move because it's not working for them. Their business model is suffering because of it. But then you have other ones like Honda as an example, who I could argue may be considered one of the greatest engine companies in the history of the automobile. Okay, so uh, so, certainly- so hold on. Now, that's funny because you're right. They are probably one of the best engine, internal combustion engine companies in the world. So I looked up the word prologue, which is the new Honda EV. And one yep. one of the uh, little things here it says is an event or action that leads to another event or situation. So maybe yeah. maybe this car will be an event or an action that will lead to them going back to another event or situation like making more internal combustion engines. But go ahead, I just thought that was funny. Prologue. Well, exactly. I think they have. The, I think they are calling it a prologue because they think they know what that word means and what it means to their company. But I yeah. think you and I might have a different take on what the prologue word, as the title of the CV, might mean for the company in the in the not too distant future. And we're not talking ten years. We're talking I don't know ten months. Or yeah, less. right. Um, but it's fascinating to see a company like Honda who is just starting to release their first EV versus GM, which has been releasing EVs for a couple of years. And so one of them's got more experience doing this than others, Alan, and the one that's got more experience, they're pivoting back to internal combustion and hybrid engines, <laughs> uh, hybrid drivetrains, and the one that has no experience doing it, we're all EV all the time, baby, as soon as possible. Get, so, those, get rid of those damn combustion engines. Exactly. Now, so, have, have you driven this yeah. yet at all, or is it just now coming out? It's had a press event, but okay. I have not been invited to it oh. uh, maybe because of my maybe because of my bad attitude, Alan. But oh. no, but I know people who have, <laughs> and you know they've driven it. And guess what? It's got all sorts of torque and it's quiet and it drives like a lot like an internal combustion car. Otherwise, you know, I I almost feel like going to EV drive events. I hate to say this, but I'm going to say it anyways because I don't like to lie even more. 
it's kind of pointless, okay? Yeah. You go drive them, and guess what? They drive just like every other car, except with less personality. You know, right. that's what they all are. They all have the same personality. Let's decon. And let's let's add content in some ways and decont it in in a very important way, which is personality to the guy who is or the gal who is driving it and more than likely owns it. Hold on, Carl. Right. There's more to talk about this, and we probably get in trouble if we do, but it's worth it. We'll be right back. Stay with us. The word never carries a lot of weight. Never forget. Never settle. Never surrender. And now, Dodge is proud to announce Never Lift, the full-throttle rally cry of stepping on the gas and never letting up. With the 475-horsepower Durango SRT392 and the muscle car dynamic duo Dodge Charger and Challenger and the introduction of Dodge Power Brokers, your official dealer for legendary direct connection performance parts. For more on the Never Lift mindset, go to Dodge.com. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. This is The Drive with Alan Taylor. Well, a guy named Carl Brower, the guy that gets he gets knocked down, but he keeps on getting back up again. He's on the line with us. Uh, he is working, not only is he on the board and a juror of the North American car and truck of the year but he is an executive analyst for iccars.com and he works for you know a couple of these other companies and he's on the car of the year the world car of the year stuff how many things more things can you do carl but uh the one that's important right now is the folks you work with ic cars has a new study but i want to kind of wrap up on the fact that honda with their new ev electric vehicle called the prologue they say that they're all in on EVs. And I just think that, have they not been listening to what the other automakers are starting to say? I mean, are they just in their own universe? Because Honda has always kind of had that, I hate to say it, but maybe it's an arrogance that they do things the way they want to. Now, like you said, to compliment them, they're probably one of the best engine builders in the world. Their engines are fantastic. And they're going away from the thing that they're best known for. So I don't know. I mean, what, what are your final thoughts on this EV thing with Honda? Well, I think it's, like I said, it's a learning curve. And they're going to learn. <laughs> they not learned yet. Yeah. So, uh, you know, right. and, and of course, they're saying by 2040, which I also think, you know, I, I don't actually want to. If the world is still here in 2040, that is, but go ahead. Well, you know, I feel like I don't want to actually punch anyone in the face who makes a prediction of what a company is going to be doing more than five years out. Yeah. But I kind of do because we know it's all BS. Okay. Let's just get down to it. Okay. How many people five years ago could have predicted what the last five years did for us, Alan? And you're going to tell me what you have planned for 2040? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That that (laughs) sounds great. I I so take you seriously. You give me your 2040 prediction for what's going on, whether you're a government agent or a CEO. I don't care. It's worse than that because it literally is whipped cream, but it's not even real cream. It's cool whip. It's oil. Yeah. It's not even real. Yeah. It's just baloney. So I agree with you. It's like, come on. But anyway, all right, let's put that to bed. We'll watch them for the next year or so. Watch, do a little about face, put it in reverse and go back on that. Okay. So this whole thing with iccars.com, last time you were on, we did a whole study on the best new cars for the money. This week, we have the best used cars 
for the money. What do you got? Yeah, it's the same concept. In both cases, we look at what you pay for the car, whether it's a new or used one, and how much time frame or lifespan you've got left in the car after you buy it. Now, this is probably more interesting because used car shoppers are more price sensitive than new car shoppers as a rule. And they really want to know, okay, if I buy this car, how many miles do I get out of it for this kind of money? And we know prices for new and used cars have spiked pretty depressingly over the last five years. So everything's far more expensive. But what was cool about this study was that we were able to confirm that there are still plenty of cars out there priced in the give or take $20,000 range that have more than 100,000 miles of life left on them. And, you know, if you could tell someone in 2024, I think, hey, look, you're going to have to spend, you know, I'm looking at average price here. You're going to have to spend $20,408 for a Nissan Rogue, but it should have 62.1% of its remaining life left or 112,000 miles of lifespan left right, after right. you've spent that $20,000. That makes you feel a little better about the fact that, you know, that same car five years ago probably would have cost about ten to $12,000. So you're still spending more, but you've got a pretty long runway of lifespan left. And yeah, if you look at our top 20 used cars for the money, you got the Chevrolet Trax at the top. Really? $17,274. Okay. 119,833, call it 120,000 miles of life left. So you're spending 17.2 and you're getting 120,000 miles left yeah, on it. What's 100,000 miles worth? Depending on what you buy, it could be a whole lot more than that 17,000 bucks, that's for sure. But go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Well, number two is the Honda Fit, $19,049. So right at 19, 129,319 thousand miles left. So you've got 130,000 miles left for $19,000 on the Honda Fit. And what we did is we ranked them by the price per 10,000 miles. It's a pretty easy thing. If you look at the price you pay for the car, how much life you've got left, and do some division, you can see how much you're paying for every 10,000 miles of lifespan. And that's how they're ranked. So Chevrolet yeah. Trax 1, Honda Fit 2, Honda Insight 3, Buick Encore 4, mm. and Mitsubishi Outlander Sport 5. Interesting. Those are the top you know, five, but there's 20 in our list of the, art, of the article. Okay, so you guys, iccars.com, the letter I-S-E-E, cars.com, iccars.com. You can find this study there. Carl, it's funny because today my son calls me and he's like, Dad, I've got my, he's got a 2014 VW uh, Jetta wagon. And he says, I got 100,000 miles on it. I just got a nice commission check. He goes, I think I need to do this 100,000 mile, you know, full service where they do the water pump and the timing chain, all these different things. And he goes, the dealer wants 1,500 bucks. And I go, ouch. He goes, but I cannot be without a car. He goes, I don't want to have a breakdown. He goes, I want to stay ahead of it. And I said, then you look at that 1,500 bucks as a insurance policy. And I said, and yeah. the, the more miles you get on it, the more maintenance you want to do, you know, maybe more oil changes, make sure you do things like right on time, keep a little schedule. I said, you'll get another 100,000 miles out of that thing, and it will be a fraction of the cost of buying another car to get that 100,000 miles because he takes good care of his car anyway. But so I'll tell 100%. you 100%. Yeah. A new car today, 100,000 miles can cost you 50 grand, right? It depends Easy. on what you buy. Easy. So for him, if he spends, you know, 3,000 for the next 100, thousand miles on that car just with the oil changes and tires and what have you he is way ahead because he takes good care of his cars all right we're out of time iccars.com carl brower thank you brother really appreciate it we'll take a little break and be back with more this is the drive 
Attention business owners, 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Welcome back to The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. So we have a lot of guests on the show that are repeat insulters. Oh, we just love insulting each other. Uh, George Kennedy's another one of those guys following Carl Brower there. Uh, George Kennedy is a co-founder of Cartender.com. He's vice president of the New England Motor Press Association. He contributes to the likes of the U.S. News and World Report, Car Gurus, Forbes, Wheels, and, of course, here on The Drive. Um, in the commercial break, George made a <laughs> George made a big comment there, and I had to look it up real quick. And, and George, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Howdy. Um, he's like, uh, you know, I know you guys know this, but I didn't know it. And here I'm going to read what I didn't know. Styled by Honda Design, because we were just talking about the uh, Honda Prologue, which is a the first high-volume all-EV product from Honda, and Honda being you know noted for saying they're all-in on EVs. They're so much all-in that they didn't even make the chassis or the platform here. That's what's really funny, because the last thing we said, George, was that, you know, they're saying, by 2040, we're going to be all EV. And it's like, backpedal, backpedal, backpedal is what I said. But here's the funny thing. Styled by Honda Design Studio in Los Angeles, it is based on, and we're talking about the Honda Prologue, it is based on the Ultium architecture and the BEV3 platform developed by General Motors, which shares the Chevrolet Blazer EV and Cadillac Lyric. You know, it shares that, that platform, that architecture. So, George, if you went out and bought yeah. a Honda and you're expecting everything. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep reading on here because it's kind of important. There's a few <laughs> things that are important. But if you bought a Honda and found out later on that it, basically is also the Blazer platform or architecture or whatever and Cadillac Lyric. Now, listen, it might be great, but what do they call that? Badge engineering? Is that what that's called? Yeah, I mean, that's one of the benefits, I suppose, of a lot of these, especially the GM Ultium platform, is that they've said, GM has said that basically this is a skateboard platform that you can put a bunch of different bodies on. So this this platform underpins the Blazer EV, the Cadillac Lyric. Um, You know, to your point, though, 
I don't see the typical Honda buyer also being the typical Chevy buyer. Right. On the other hand, that was on the other I was hand, say, yeah. if you are Honda or Toyota, both of these brands have been known to be very pragmatic. That's why you'll see Toyota partnering with Subaru on the, the BRZ and the 86. That's why you'll see them partnering with BMW on the Z4 and Supra. So when entering a new market, when trying out something new, it is helpful to have partners because we've seen a couple of automakers it. really, you know, yeah. lose a lot of lose a lot of money, yeah. right? Um, uh, no, I don't. I'm not arguing that point. That's fine, but with the world of information at our fingertips today, if I was going to buy anything new, and I do on occasion buy new things, I just got the new Demon One Hundred and Seventy. Not a partner with Honda on that. Dodge was not a partner with Honda because <laughs> nobody's making a thousand and twenty-five horsepower like that. But here's what it says. Here's what else it says. It says it's comparable in size to the internal combustion-powered Passport from Honda. However, the space inside is more akin to the CRV, which is smaller. We're talking about the Honda Prologue. Features a new interior design which uses both Honda and GM parts. This is on Wikipedia. You cannot hide the truth from the world today because there is a way to find the rest of the story, as good old Paul Harvey used to say. I did not know that, and that well, would change one, it for one, me. So ultimately, if it's a well-built vehicle, if it has the right range and numbers and stuff, you know, yes, some Honda buyers might not love that it shares a platform with a, a GM vehicle, you know, because there's a lot of brand loyalty, right? So knowing that, you know, that might come to play. Where I think it does matter is what kind of things carry over. So, for example, I know General Motors has said that they're getting away from putting Apple CarPlay and Android Auto right. in their vehicles because they're touting their own homegrown infotainment system. Here's the problem. I just mentioned brand loyalty. And at this point in the game, especially younger drivers, folks are more loyal to their brand of cell phone than they are to their brand of vehicle. And if this vehicle happens to have that same General Motors trait, including the infotainment system, if it has the Honda infotainment system, then need not worry. But if it has the GM infotainment system that lacks CarPlay and Android Auto, then that is a little worrying, especially if you're trying to bring a new car to market. So here's another oddball thing. Carl made a very good point. They are literally Honda, literally one of the best engine builders, not motor, because motor being electric engine, internal combustion engine, in the world. And they are going to go, as they say, all in on EVs. And all of a sudden, one of the world's greatest engine builders is no longer building engines. And all of a sudden, you find out you're being motivated down the road by a General Motors vehicle and you really wanted a Honda because of, you know, what you know about Honda and your trust and all. Does a consumer feel betrayed at that moment? Is that something that this, because, of course, we've heard nothing but rave reviews about the, the Cadillac Lyric. And at some point is an electric motor, an electric motor, an electric motor. Because what is it? You know, it's, it's kind of a simple thing, right? Maybe it doesn't matter. Right. Maybe the architecture is brilliant. So to bring it full circle, maybe the architecture is brilliant. 
And maybe, you know, it just doesn't matter. It matters who builds the everything else, the body of it, the, the design, the interior, the, all the accoutrements and all the electronics and all that. Maybe that's more important to a person. Maybe they don't care who makes the motor, the electric windings of the motor. You know what I'm saying? It's right. Just, so right. I don't there, there know. Are a couple, there are a couple things to unpack there. Yeah. One, I do want to just confirm that I was checking it up right as we were speaking, and it does appear to have Honda's infotainment, which means gotcha. Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. Right, so right. that is an, a very important thing to shoppers. What is also important to shoppers is cost. And if Honda can share development of this vehicle, base it on the GM Ultium platform, and it keeps the cost of an EV down and makes it more manageable, that's really important because I think it's, yep. it's hard for us to speak out of both sides and say each person, each brand should have their own own architecture and develop it themselves. That's not cheap. Well, what and you're saying, what you're saying it, is out of all the, 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 you know, hundred years or whatever making cars, maybe they're getting smart and starting to work together. And, you know, when you're talking about electric motors, like I was talking about, maybe that's the least of anybody's concern that the body styling and the safety and the all these other you know entertainment things are more important these days than who made the engine or the motor I should say in this case. Uh, we're going to take a break and come back and talk more about this. And you've got an Acura TL Type S to talk about amongst other things. But these are interesting conversations to me because I don't, I want to know this up front. I don't want to find out later. And I just found out later. You know what I mean? All right, we'll take a break. Don't go anywhere. It is the drive. Stay with us. Attention business owners, 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. It's worked for a quarter million businesses worldwide. It'll work for you. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Well, you know, maybe it doesn't matter to some people about who builds certain parts on their cars, trucks or SUVs, whether they're electric or gas or diesel or hydrogen or whatever else will be on into the future. It matters to me. I just, I don't want to find out something after the fact. So that was my point, and I'll just wrap it up on that. But, you know, I'm sure, there's no question Honda's not stupid. They are very, very smart, and they make wonderful machines. And I'm sure the Prologue is a fantastic machine. So that's not the question, really. The question is just, I shouldn't have to go to, uh, you know, Wikipedia to find things. It should be something that, I don't know, should be out there. So I told George, I said, we should talk about these things. We shouldn't, you know, concern ourselves with whether or not somebody's going to be upset with us or not. This is just a fact. 
you know, it's something they should be proud of. You know, that if they have a relationship with General Motors, be proud of it. Talk about it. George Kennedy's back with us. So speaking of Honda, their premium side of things is called Acura. And George has been driving an Acura TL Type S, which tells me this is not an electric vehicle. One of the best engine manufacturers in the world and also one of the most wonderful cars you could ever want to drive would be an Acura. Perfect example of that. So how was it, George? Yeah, so I, yeah, I think you nailed it off the top that Honda and Acura make incredible engines. Both my parents own Honda vehicles, and I've, I often tell them they are a, an incredible engine maker that also happens to make great cars around it, too. <laughs> right. And the TLX is a kind of a great reminder that, hey, I know crossovers and SUVs are everything right now, but there are still great sedans out there. And Honda is still one of the few that still really leans into sedans. The TLX is, you know, generally a, you know, a a midsize luxury sedan. Right. And the Type S is the range topping model. So the rest of the lineup gets a, uh, a two liter four cylinder turbo engine. The Type S gets a twin turbo V6 that I think makes 355 horsepower. Um, Wow. Yeah, and it, it you know, the, the Type S also has quad-tip exhaust. It, it, it's matched to the Acura's super-handling all-wheel drive. So a great car with great acceleration, yeah. great handling. The all-wheel drive system is fantastic on dry as it is on inclement conditions. So great well-rounded sedan that also has, like, a real healthy dose of athleticism. I was going to say, was it just a rocket ship? I mean, that's a lot of horsepower for a light car. Well, so, A, absolutely, but I think the bigger takeaway here is that, you know, you and I have talked about another Acura Type S vehicle that we that I drove called the Integra right. um, over the summer, and the Integra is phenomenal. It's also the Acura sort of counterpart to the Honda Civic Type R. Right. So, with that in mind, I was really surprised with the Integra, how focused that was, and focus can also mean stiff at times, and it's got, you know... The Integra Type S has one of the really one of the best manual transmissions on the market today. Where the TLX Type S shows a lot of its value or at, positive attributes is the fact that it has this incredible performance, but it also is comfortable enough that you could sit in traffic and not be kind of worn out by the suspension or the braking or the acceleration. Hmm. Big deal when you have a vehicle that is. Everything you want, except it, like a good example of this, in Dodge is a sponsor, and they don't make the Viper anymore, so I guess I could give my impression of, you know, one little thing that was a niggly thing, and I think I talked about it, which was, it was so stiff, but it was a race car. It was a Viper Club Racer. The ACR? ACR, American Club Racer, with a giant wing on the back. Fast, amazing, crazy, insane machine would drive you insane like driving a buckboard but you could go around a corner and feel like you were on a rail at disneyland you know and so ride is important because as much as i love that car i hate to drive it if i just needed to go to the grocery store because it would beat me up so you don't want that that's a long way of making that point this is a super super rewarding driving experience that really doesn't punish you the one area that is this vehicle's Achilles heel, and this is something associated with Acura as a brand, 
is its infotainment system. So as of right now, it's not a touchscreen. It's a digital display mm. with the remote touchpad in the center console. I should point out that the Integra, which is a newer vehicle, has just a straightforward touchscreen. And I, I do believe that the brand is moving away from the touchpad, going to more conventional, more intuitive, frankly, touchscreens. Well, so, yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, what what you just described there seems like yester technology already. Yester tech. Uh, the touchpad. I like that term. Well, yeah, because, I mean, everybody's used to touching their screen, and the, the pad thing is almost akin to a kind of a PC at your desk. All right, hang tight. I'll give you a final thoughts on that. By the way, I love Honda. My very first new car in 1981 was a Honda Accord hatchback. That's how much I loved them. We'll be right back. Stay with us. The word never carries a lot of weight. Never forget. Never settle. Never surrender. And now Dodge is proud to announce Never Lift, the full throttle rally cry of stepping on the gas and never letting up. With the 475 horsepower Durango SRT 392 and the muscle car dynamic duo Dodge Charger and Challenger and the introduction of Dodge Power Brokers, your official dealer for legendary direct connection performance parts. For more on the Never Lift mindset, go to Dodge.com. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. Welcome back to The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. So, a little quick story on Alan Taylor. Um, my very first car was a 1960 Fiat station wagon that I bought when I was 16 years old for, uh, uh, I think, $100. It wasn't running. Couldn't find parts for it anywhere. It was the coolest looking thing, George. George Kennedy's joining us. And it was so cool, but I could not find a rebuilt carburetor kit or any. It was like, there's no way working on this thing because that was back in 1976. But then I bought a 54 Chevy Bel Air four-door, three on the tree, six-cylinder, and I learned how to do body and paint on that car, and that car changed my life. And then, you know, I was 17 when I, I think when I got that car, late 16, maybe into my 17. And from that time till I was 21, I probably owned 100 cars. The DMV came to me and said, you're having too many cars. You need to get a dealer's license. And you know what? I thought to myself, why? I'm just buying and selling cars. But anyway... When I was 21, I decided to buy a brand new car, and I bought a Honda Accord. It's because of all the 100 cars that I had owned that I'd learned what good cars Hondas were. I owned the car about six months, and then somebody offered to buy it for me for what I paid for it because they were having such a hard time finding one, and I sold it. And so I have had nothing but good experience with Honda my whole life. And so I, I don't want anybody to think I was slamming Honda. I just think that, you know, certain information needs to get out. And that one was a big one. So, George, final thoughts, by the way, on this Honda slash Acura TL Type S. Final thoughts. So the TLX Type S, incredibly well-built car. And, and that's one of the things that you come to with Acura. That's why you, you go to them as a vehicle that's premium. In the case of the Type S, that is athletic and exciting. But also that is well-made and reliable. And Honda is doing more things than just leaning on its reliability. The other areas we were talking about tech, 
their ELS stereo system is phenomenal. There are a lot of name brand stereo systems out there, and this ELS stereo, every time I get into an Acura vehicle, I'm impressed by the stereo. All right, here's a, um, here's a trivia for you. What does ELS stand for? Oh, ooh, boy. Ooh, I got it. I got to meet him. You His know? name is Elliot Shiner. I think he was like the producer for Chicago or something. And I could be wrong on that. It was, you know, he, the dude is a huge producer. They worked with him to create the most awesome stereo. He says the music sounds better in the car than it does in the studio. So that's a little bit of factoid for you. Okay. How much was it? Was it a TLX Type S? Yeah, it used to be the TL. Then they evolved it to the TLX. Okay. Base MSRP for the PLX is $45,000. Gotcha. The mid-tier A-spec trim, which comes standard with super handling all-wheel drive, yep. that costs fifty grand, And then the Type S that we drove starts at $57,000. Oh, boy. Well, I'm sure it's a nice car. I'd love to get behind the wheel, but I, I'm not doing too many test drives anymore. That's why I need people like you and Carl and all the rest. Okay, <laughs> before we go, because we've got about two minutes before the show is over here for this hour, do me a favor, and uh, aren't you getting ready to embark on a winter driving test of some sort? What are you doing? Yeah, sure. So the New England Motor Press Association, of which I am the vice president, I've also been a member for 15 years. New England has unique weather, uh, <laughs> often pretty crappy roads. So the needs of the New England driver are pretty unique. What makes a great vehicle for New England winter driving also translates into other parts of the country. So every winter, and this year it'll be happening this weekend, we get together with all the members of the New England Motor Press Association, mm. and we evaluate all the vehicles that happen to be in the New England fleet at a given time. Great. And it's not just SUVs. We're looking at vehicles like the TLX. We want to know, does a, a sedan with all-wheel drive and the right tires have enough of what it takes. Right. And one of the big things that we always try and say is that it's not just enough to be have a jacked up suspension and super big tires and all this trick, you know, engineering that could be prohibitively expensive. We want to know in a winter vehicle, does it have the attributes to get it through winter without those particular attributes or features impeding its use as a car the rest of the year. Right. Because guess what? We're going to the beach. We're going up to the right. country. We're going camping in the summer. So we want a vehicle that is well-rounded. And we look at this in the truck segment, in the SUV segment, yep, 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 even in the sports car segment. All right. So next time you're on, you can give us a report on what you liked, what you didn't like, what fared well, and what didn't fare so well. And, uh, George, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, George Kennedy, you can find him all over the place. U.S. News and World Report, Car Gurus, Fortune Wheels, and right here on The Drive. We're going to take a break and we come back another hour, another whole hour of my ranting. That's right. You're going to like it or not. It doesn't matter anyway. Hey, sister. Attention business owners. 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors. 
every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. This show is presented in part by Dodge Domestic. Not domesticated. Auto News. Exclusive interviews. Real world test drives. It's your turn to step into the driver's seat. This is The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. Well, by golly, you know where I'm supposed to be right now? I am supposed to be in Chicago at the Chicago International Auto Show. But you know who is? Lauren Fix is there from uh, carcoachreports.com. Lauren, what is going on in Chicago today? Oh, there's a lot going on in Chicago. We have the 2025 Ford Explorer was shown here. Huh. Uh, and it's actually pretty nice. They did some changes, and you know what? The first thing they did was they canceled the hybrid engine which I find interesting. What? So, yeah, so no hybrid. They have an EcoBoost, so that's a, you know, a supercharged engine, so that works. So you're going to have a 3-liter in the ST and a 2.3-liter in the regular Explorer, and that's good because that's where the sales are. Three-row SUVs, and the Explorer is the number one selling SUV of all time. Most people don't even know that. Right, no, I know. No, that's, it's a big one. Wow, but I'm surprised a, because yeah. they, were, they were actually bragging about Less uh-huh. emphasis on electric and more emphasis on hybrid, and all of a sudden they're canceling one of their biggest sellers for the hybrid part. Well, they're not. I don't think the hybrid sells as well as you think. I think that's the whole thing is uh-huh. that, you know, why everyone's saying EV, 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 and so the sales aren't there. So now they're going, you know what? Let's reevaluate. What are we selling? Oh, we're selling gasoline powered. We're selling EcoBoost, which means that they're, you know, they're turbocharged or supercharged. That makes sense. That's what consumers want, and that's what they need to build. And Telling people they got to buy something they don't want, obviously the consumer always, you always have the final say. You yeah, don't want it, yeah. don't buy it. So they, they've got a new screen now. They got a new larger 13.2 inch screen. They're including the Copilot 360. The interior colors were spectacular. And of course, the ST is all sporty, sporty. So it looks really good. Wait a minute. Hold on. Wait. What? What is that ugly thing over your shoulder? What is that? Oh, that is the hideous <laughs> cyber truck. <laughs> Oh, my God. This thing in person, if you saw pictures of it and you thought it was cool, it's a toy. It's an absolute toy. And you look at the sharp edges, and I'm thinking, how does the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration let this thing go? Because the truth is, you get hit by this, you're either dead or you're sliced open. It's sharp corners, sharp edges, and it, you know, it's got like an 11,000-pound towing capacity. Great, it's fast and all that. And everyone's crawling all over this thing. But you know what? I'm shocked they even let them get away with this shiny metal yeah. because the fact is stainless is very hard. And if you hit someone with this vehicle, 
the other person's the one that's going to pay the price, whether it be the person, the car, or God knows what else you might hit. I mean, it's really quirky. It's got like this drive-by wire thing, so the steering wheel is a yoke instead of a steering wheel. Yes, it has armored glass, and you can kick it. We actually kicked the car. <laughs> they didn't say anything. I was going to go, what are you doing? Like, if you kicked any other car on this floor, you'd probably have 50 security guards. I right. was like, okay, oh. this is definitely odd. It's an odd vehicle. It is not pretty looking. It's very um, basic as far as, like, the materials. Yeah, it's got great technology from the NVIDIA screens and all that, and safety standard and so forth. But you're looking at, like, $61,000 to start. It goes up to like a hundred thousand plus accessories. Guarantee, so, I mean, guarantee, you'd never find one anywhere for that price for the sixty. Never. No, they you always know? put the low price. Every brand is. You can get one for ten grand. Yeah, but you can't get any. They don't order any of those. They only order the loaded ones. That's and that's right. But you can order a Tesla truck online if you really want one. But note that this cannot be your only vehicle. You will find yourself very unhappy, especially if you live in snowy country, because where I live in Buffalo. There is one, and it got stuck in the snow, and when it pulled it out, an F-150 truck. Yeah, right. Oh, so, God, yeah, so this is ridiculous. I mean, it's a great little toy. It's not run to be used as a real truck. I think you, you just said it right there. It's a great little toy, and a lot of people are going to buy them just so they can say they, they got something special and different and another Tesla. And you know what? I'm yeah. sure that for whatever it, it, it's designed to do, it probably does it well. But uh, America well, knows. For the snow. Well, it's too heavy for the snow. Uh, America knows what a good truck is, whether it be GM, Ford, or Ram, Ram, and, and yep, or Toyota, or even Nissan. I mean, we make yep. some. We have some beautiful, incredible trucks. But this thing is a thing, I think. All right, we'll take a break. Yeah. Lauren <laughs> Fix is at the Chicago International Auto Show. And uh, carcoachreports.com. You're probably going to see her all over the news. We'll be right back. It is The Drive. Attention business owners. 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. It's worked for a quarter million businesses worldwide. It'll work for you. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Oh, yeah. And I feel good, too, because Lauren Fix is here, and she has got all kinds of funky things to talk about. Uh, at the Chicago Auto Show, and then coming up next is Brian Moody from Autotrader.com. Um, and she's like, I, there's not much to talk about here. What, what should I say for Brian? I'm like, hey, whatever. You know what? I was going to go, Lauren. I was going to go. I had my airplane ticket, and I looked at the list of things that I would be going all the way across the country for, and I'm like... There's not that much going on at the Chicago Auto Show. Am it's I right? about half the size. I mean, usually yeah. you walk up, they go up the escalator, and you got the left and the right side. Yeah, it's just the right side. They put the media center right in the middle of the show floor. Oh my god! We got a whole bunch of vendors. 
they've cut the hall down by about eh, maybe 10% of it's wow. got like, like seated area. And then that's it. They've got a bunch of used car lot people yeah. selling, you know, <laughs> luxury cars. Cars on Very carpet. Disappointing. Yeah. Oh, it's too bad. Yes, it is cars on carpet. You are correct. Yep. Well, so you were saying something about new speed limits in California or something. California is always doing something stupid, but what, what do you got there? Yeah, this is another dumb bill. So this bill is to mandate all new cars to have a device that automatically limits your speed to no more than 10 miles an hour over the speed limit. Oh, I heard about that, yeah. So, yeah, National Highway Traffic Safety Bureau and the California Board are all saying, this is what we want to do. Oh, and they've already urged 17 automakers to put it in. They go, wait a minute, we're putting those kill switches in we've talked about. Very easy to program in another line of code. It says what the navigation system sees as the speed limit sign, remember it's all through all of that collection of data and navigation, it will then say, okay, the speed limit's 45, you can't go more than 55. But what if the speed limit changes? It may not know. And then you're driving way below the speed limit, and every other car that isn't a new vehicle is going to have the ability to go as fast as it wants. So this says to me, danger, danger, Will Robinson. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you know what's, what's really sad about that? And I heard him talking about this. On the news now, how many news things are you going to be doing while you're there? Because I know you got hits coming up behind us, and you already did a bunch this morning. You have yeah, um, I've probably three national news hits, and I've got at least three radios, including yours. Started this morning at six a.m. Jeez. Okay, so here's what I I, I watched on. Uh, it must have been Fox, and they, Fox Business had somebody here. Yeah. Well, it was two days ago when they first started talking about this. The news anchors were disgusted, and I was really, I mean, it was like, like Jesse Waters or one of the guys. I don't know. I was thinking to myself, wow. So I'm not, I mean, we aren't the only ones who are disgusted by this. This is ridiculous. It's sad. It's sad. The auto shows in general, and then all these electric cars that they were shoving down our throats. Now, again, they're saying yep. you're starting to see all the mainstream press. Now you and I are not the crazy ones anymore. Now they're all like, you know, people are buying these cars. We're looking at different avenues, other propulsions. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, so after we all got yelled at and shunned and manufacturers got mad at us, I guess we were right. You know what's we funny? to listen to Alan and myself. Yeah, and, uh, you know, we could just name off Carl and BJ and Carl. all the people yeah. that we know that are, dare I say, on the more common sense side of the equation um, yep. It's funny because we kind of stuck our necks out there a little bit because we're, we were the ones almost like the emperor's new clothes, the little kid that says, Mommy, yes. he's, he's not wearing yeah. any clothes. It's like some of this stuff is common sense, and sadly, they package it. They package the news, and they shove the news in, in your mouth like a, like a little kid being served some um spoon fed he's spoon, spoon fed with something yeah. he really doesn't like and that's what the news is doing mm -hmm. sadly too much weird news you don't know who to trust that's why there's got to be people out there that will tell you some of our opinions that are not always the most uh, popular opinions and truthfully that's true you know I'll, we'll always tell the truth you and i have always told right. the truth we you and i have for as long as i've known you for decades We've all taken heat for this stuff, yep. but you know what? I'm never going to not tell you the truth, so you will hear the truth. I'm actually going to go review that Cybertruck, and I'm going <laughs> to tell the facts about it because I am shocked that thing's on the street. I Honestly, <laughs> I cannot wait. CarCoachReports.com is where you can find her. She's also got a YouTube channel, CarCoachReports. Last thing, you got about a minute and a half. 
Open your eyes, look around you. Is there anything that stands out that you haven't really gone and spent time with yet that you're going to go check out at the Chicago Auto Show? Uh, some of the exotic cars that are here are kind of interesting. I always like to check out Porsches and Lamborghinis and Aston Martins. If you're in the Chicago area, it's worth coming down. I think the auto shows still have a lot of value, especially if you're like not sure, do I want this car or that car or that trim level or otherwise? This gives you a chance to actually go and sit in things. And in the Honda booth, I am looking at a Honda Jet. And I have been in one, and yeah. I will tell you, this one's all matte black with red stripe. It's a really cool vehicle. Oh, okay, if you didn't get that, a Honda, yes, Jet. Jet. Yes. Jet. Not, yes. You know, not a car, an airplane, a Jet. Oh, no, it's a jet. They actually have a small Jet in here. It's pretty cool. I love it. All right, Lauren Fix, thank you so much. Uh, you can find her on her YouTube channel, all kinds of videos, coverage from, I'm sure at some point, the Chicago Auto Show. You'll see her on television all over the place. Um, her also, uh, let's see here, Twitter, at Lauren Fix, Instagram, hashtag CarCoachReports, and, of course, her website, CarCoachReports.com. Lauren Fix, everybody, from the Chicago Auto Show. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you, Alan. All right. When we come back, Brian Moody's going to be with us. He's got a whole bunch of more stuff to talk about. We'll be right back. Stay with us. The word never carries a lot of weight. Never forget. Never settle. Never surrender. And now Dodge is proud to announce Never Lift, the full throttle rally cry of stepping on the gas and never letting up with the 475 horsepower Durango SRT 392 and the muscle car dynamic duo Dodge Charger and Challenger and the introduction of Dodge Power Brokers, your official dealer for legendary direct connection performance parts. For more on the Never Lift mindset, go to Dodge.com. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. listening to the drive all across america and at the chicago auto show not me no not me brian moody moody auto trader well <laughs> yes it sounds like they're booing but they're not booing oh, they're chanting moody moody i don't know maybe they actually are booing that's You're possible too funny man uh, okay so we just talked to lauren for a couple of minutes she talked a little bit she threw a couple of pies at the um, Cybertruck, the Tesla Cybertruck, which, you know, I, I have to admit that it's just to me, it's I raise my eyebrow and go, eh? and uh, you know it, what? You know, yeah. I haven't seen it, but as you're talking, I'm going to walk over there and look at it right now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So Brian's on the show floor at the Chicago Auto Show. And yeah. um, the reason why I'm not there is there just wasn't a lot going on there you're much closer there's not you know because you're where you are but uh anyway yeah it was like a less than a two-hour flight for me so it kind of makes sense to do it you know but if it was all the way across the country yeah uh i don't know but one thing to note i will tell you this pleasantly surprised it was 10 degrees warmer in chicago this morning than it was in atlanta when i left home <laughs> what do you think about that oh uh, well that's yeah that's kind of interesting so right. uh, tell me when you get to the Cybertruck, and because, uh, you know, my impression of it is, like I said to Lauren, I feel like it's probably a good electric machine. Yeah. It's just one of those things where America has such a love affair with the truck, with a pickup truck, and this thing right. is so foreign. It's like something from... Uh, 
Well, I don't know. An outer space movie, you know? Right, but this is the thing when people say it looks futuristic. Okay, I'm standing by it now. There's there's even a crowd around it today. It looks futuristic when viewed from 1976. (laughs) So could this have been in Logan's run? Yeah, probably. And we would have all been like, wow, look at that futuristic vehicle. But today it looks kind of dopey. But that's kind of the point. Like, this is the thing with Tesla and the Cybertruck. It's bigger than I thought. I'll tell you that. I'm standing right next to it in the back where the tailgate would be or however that works. I love that automatic retractable bed cover. That's about up to my chin. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm, okay, not my chin, but like, okay, my, my. Adam's apple. My Adam's apple. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm six feet tall. So that's a pretty big thing. Yeah. This is the thing. It almost doesn't matter what I say. Like I could sit here and I could say how awful it is, how it's dumb. It's ugly. I could say all these things. Doesn't matter. Just doesn't matter. Yeah. People are going to like it because it's so different. That's right. And by the way, this is not going to take away truck market share, right? No, I don't think it will. Ford F-150. Right. It doesn't have those. This is the thing for people to remember. Here's the thing we talk about trucks. It's why no one's really that afraid of like a a Honda Ridgeline or a a Hyundai Santa Cruz or a Tesla Cybertruck or or that kind of thing, or even the Ford Maverick. Ford Maverick has proven to be very popular. Yeah. But let's be honest. Those are never going to replace the F-Series trucks and the Silverados and the Rams because they just don't have the number of configurations. Right. For a truck like the Tesla Cybertruck, same thing as like the Honda Ridgeline, it comes basically one way. It's right. It's one and done. Right. Yep. Pretty much. Now, yep. are there different trim levels with different wheels and maybe different engines or ranges or Motors. accoutrement, right. let's say? Yeah, yeah, of course there's all that. Same with the Honda Ridgeline. But there's not cabin chassis. There's right. not super duty. There's right. not uh, diesel. There's not crew cab, extended cab, long bed, short bed, right. two-wheel drive, four-wheel drive. Cab, there's, yeah. there's just one version, and maybe it's front-wheel drive or maybe it's all-wheel drive. Those are kind of the versions you get with these trucks. So they're never going to replace real, full-size, best-selling pickups like the F-150 or the F-Series or the Chevys or the Rams. It's just never going to happen. So it's going to be a fun toy for someone. Yeah. Well, it's going to be one of those things that if you have that kind of money, which we won't use the F word, but that kind of money (laughs) that they call that you could do whatever you want kind of money, if you know what I mean, um, yeah. You have yeah. one because it's because it's quirky, and it says, "Hey, yeah. I'm quirky," and it's a, it's a like a fashion statement almost. It's like right. you know, stiletto heels, or for me, a tuxedo that I right. I never I wore one tuxedo in my life, and I still have it. And the other night, I got called for something, and they're like, "Do you want to come to a black tie event?" And I thought, "Yeah, I got a tuxedo," and then I started thinking about it, and I have to lose thirty three pounds to get back in it which ain't going to happen. <laughs> so so I, I may wear an overcoat and just split the back, you know, but I don't know. But anyway, yeah, it's it's definitely quirky. But I can't wait till people like you and Lauren and friends drive this thing and get drive impressions on it. And I'm sure it'll be kind of fun and quirky. You know. I have a fear about something with some of these electric vehicles. I have a fear that they're all going to start to feel the same, like kind of generic. Yeah. You can only, like, floor the accelerator and go, wow, that's quick. So many times before you go, okay, well, well, now what? 
Right. I mean, you know, when you're a kid, you had a big wheel and you like, watch, I'm going to do this, this, this gnarly power slide. And you do the power slide yeah. two times, four times, five times. And pretty soon, next thing you know, it's in the backyard collecting rain yeah. and mosquitoes. Yep. Well, I, I think this is the appropriate song for it. I'm, I'm pretty sure it is. Love Shack. You know, maybe that, uh, <laughs> that uh, what do they call that electric tonu cover? You know, that's, uh, I don't I know. I do like that. That is cool. <laughs> All trucks should have that or the option of that. That part is cool. Well, you know, it's just finally coming out, the old Tesla Cybertruck that I swore that would never look like it does. And here it is. I was wrong again. Uh, Brian yeah. Moody is here from autotrader.com and KBB, Kelly Blue Book. He's at the Chicago Auto Show. We're going to take a break and come right back to him. I got me a car. It's as big as a well, and we're heading on down to the Attention business owners. 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Welcome back to The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. Well, another guy that does all that same stuff is Brian Moody from Auto Trader and Kelly Blue Book. And he is at the Chicago Auto Show. You know, that some of these vehicles like Tesla and others, because they're, he's not the only one that's making uh, polarizing vehicles or very controversial vehicles. Um, some of the automakers, some of the, the uh, what do you want to call them, the, the ones that we're really used to, like GM, Ford, Chrysler, you know, they have to really go crazy to do that. Like this Dodge Demon that I just got, 1,025 horsepower, you know, that's, that's controversial. It's kind of the other side of the pendulum that swings way, way out there to 1,025 horsepower. But sometimes... Automakers will do that kind of stuff to make a statement. Everything Musk, Elon Musk does is like a big statement like that. But enough about yeah. the Cybertruck. What else is happening over there at the Chicago Auto Show? So I do think that there's one thing that people have to realize. The only reason that the last call challengers and the, the Hellcats and the what's the top of the line one that you have, the drag racing one? The Demon. What, what's yeah, one the D- Demon 170. Demon. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The only reason that those things can exist is because they've already got their money out of a platform. They've amortized the cost of developing that That's and selling it point. and marketing yeah. it over many, many years of many, many hundreds of thousands of cars. They can't just come out the gate and build a limited edition Cybertruck from the ground up on its own standalone platform. They would never make money. 
So when people say stuff like, oh, why don't they make the Honda Element anymore? That was a great car. Because they can't make it make enough money. They can make it make money, but they have to have a threshold. They have to part share with so many other vehicles. Like, I guarantee you there's someone who has a list of all the switches, the buttons, the stitching, and the supplier things that the demon shares with five other vehicle platforms that are sold across the world. So they have to really make it make sense in a very, very broad sense. So that's why when you see something like the Tesla Cybertruck, it is a novelty because they don't have to have quite the numbers to make it make money because it's expensive for one thing. But yeah, a lot of those cars, you know, that's why we see cars that we looked in the past and like, oh, why did they stop making the, this is what always happens. You know, the Pontiac Fiero was a great little car. It was a manual transmission with a six-cylinder engine that sat right behind the driver. Well, they couldn't make it make sense continuing forward with, like, whatever. They would have had to make it off the G6 platform going forward. Right. Well, how would they do that? That would be dopey. Yeah. Be too big, too. Exactly. Yes. Too big. Too yeah. big also. And the last but, ones were really cool, too. I remember. I was like, man, that was an awesome little car. Man, I used to have one at a dealership that I worked at in Sacramento, California. And it was a blast to drive. Uh, I would go and do donuts on this dead end street. And I was, man, it was so precise. It was a great car. I was surprised when people made fun of it. I, I was yeah. like, what are you talking about? This is a great little car. Well, you know, and, and, then, and Carol, you know, Carol Shelby said the same thing about the Corvair. He said, if you put a buggy spring on that thing, it would have been fine. And old, you know, whatever his name was, that, yeah. uh, you know, the whole seatbelt Nader. thing. Nader, you know, he says he destroyed a really good car. It was essentially a Porsche with a, you know, rear engine and all. And it was like yeah. Carol Shelby was saying that, right? But yeah. they, they kill yeah. them right before they're great. You know, that's the funny thing. Yes. So funny. True. Yep. Well, there are several normal cars here at the Chicago Auto Show that are getting spruced up or of note. One of those is the Kia Carnival. This is the minivan. Are you familiar with this yes, vehicle? Yes, yes, yes. They don't like to call it a minivan. They say it's a crossover utility vehicle. And you know what? Here's one time where the marketing people may be right. I drove a Kia Carnival to the Chick-fil-A drive-thru, and on the ticket, the guy put blue SUV. So I was like, okay. He didn't put minivan, so you know how they put the, your, you know, the color of what yeah, kind of car. Yeah. So that gets an update. The Kia Carnival gets a new look up front so it matches other Kia SUVs like the Telluride and the Kia Sorento. Yes, right. They look similar up front. But now you can get a hybrid Carnival. So hybrid minivan. And what does that compete with? Toyota's minivan. Toyota Sienna only comes as a hybrid. Kia is giving you the option of a hybrid. Mm. You can get the V6 or you can get the hybrid. So that's going to be a thing. And Lauren was talking about how they showed the new 2024 Ford Explorer and they opted to not offer it with a hybrid, which I thought, to, you know, what? I bet you they add it later. I think yeah. it was too late in the development process. Uh, yeah. Or or they have one already ready and they're going to roll that out as another way to get excited about it in, like, say, eight months from now. Oh, see the games that we get played with, right? Uh-huh. Oh, uh-huh. my gosh. Uh, so he, Kia, I got to tell you, Kia is very impressive, you know? Yeah, I agree. They're like the one automaker that 
that has just kind of got their game on. They're winning all kinds of awards. They have all these interesting cars coming out. They have interesting Even electric Even the Telluride vehicles. is amazing. Yeah, and you it know, keeps like it's being a, it's amazing. It's a midsize. Yeah. On paper, you're like, what is a midsize three-row SUV? Big deal. But when you drive it, like, there's something to it. The, the textures. Yeah. There's a color. I even I requested this one specific color for photos. It's called Midnight Lake Blue. Mm. I mean, it's beautiful. Not only that, here's another thing Kia has done that's smart. Three cars, one model. So the Kia Nero can be had three different ways. Electric, hybrid, or plug-in hybrid. Mm, yeah. That's super smart. Yep. Interesting. All right. Well, let's take a break. When we come back. We're going to hear more if there's anything else to talk about at the Chicago Auto Show because there's just not a lot of big news coming out of Chicago Auto Show. Uh, Brian Moody's there. He's also with uh, both Auto Trader and Kelly Blue Book, executive editor there, autotrader.com. Uh, it is The Drive, and we'll be right back. Stay with us. Attention business owners, 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. It's worked for a quarter million businesses worldwide. It'll work for you. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Well, you're listening to The Drive all across America, talking about cars, trucks, SUVs, electric vehicles, hybrids, stuff like that. With Brian Moody from AutoTrader, AutoTrader.com, and Kelly Bluebook, KBB.com. Uh, Brian is the executive editor over there. Um, you know, I will tell you, Brian, and, and uh, Lauren Fix and I had this, you know, listen, we have been very forthright yeah. about... The not so much love for just having every car on the road be electric at some point, yeah, because there are I so agree. many wonderful options. And my daughter got the Chrysler Pacifica Pinnacle, which is, I guess, the Pinnacle is just the top of the line. And top of the line, yeah. Wonderful machine. She loves it. She said to me, and I've said it before, Dad, I will never buy another car that isn't a hybrid. And hers is a plug-in hybrid, so every time they come mm -hmm. over, they plug into my doggone garage and they, they steal my electricity, which I think is hilarious. Mm -hmm. My son-in-law, he's like, first thing he does, he goes over to my door and pushes the buttons and raises it up, and he's got the plug-in thing. He bought an extra one for my house because they come over a lot. And right. I just it's brilliant because they can almost go all the way, which is like 15, 20 minutes to their house. They can almost go all the way and sometimes all the way on the electric part of the charge. So they're not using any gas. She loves it. There are just not enough hybrids available. And I know you guys did a study about the best hybrid available under 
$10,000 used, which right. when you told right. me that, I was thinking, how could there even be any hybrids available under $10,000? Because they haven't been around that long. But they have. They've been around but for have, 25 yeah. years almost. But anyway, so hybrids. I mean, think, about it, think about it this way. Hybrids, plug-in hybrids especially, if you do your errands only on the electricity. So let's just say that the Chrysler minivan or BMW or whatever other Volvo, whatever other plug-in hybrids there are. Let's say that the, that the range is 25 to 30 miles, right, of electric only. Right. When the electricity runs out, the gas engine kicks in and you keep driving. So the total range is probably more like three or 400 miles. Right, but right. the electric only range, let's say 25 to 30 miles. If that's all your errands and all your commute is, you're driving an electric car as far as the environment is concerned. That's now, right. when you want to go on a road trip, you don't need to worry about charging up because the gas engine kicks in and you just fuel up, you know, for the sake of convenience. Keep on going, right. Um, but, but there's a lot of evidence that hybrids are coming in even greater numbers. For example, the Kia minivan we talked about becoming a hybrid. Toyota making the Sienna hybrid only. Right. Now we know the next generation Camry only available as a hybrid. Mm. So there's a lot to be said for hybrids and it's polluting less. You're burning less gas. You're getting better gas mileage. And by the way, the emission controls on gas is cleaner today too. So you're, you're getting a better advantage out of that. But yeah, yes. if you want a hybrid, save money on gas under 10 grand. Here are some ones to consider from our auto trader list. The, uh, as we talked about before, the Ford Escape. You get a 2011 Ford Escape, it's probably going to have some miles on it, but you can get one of those for under $10,000. So, by the way, the Escape is the small SUV from Ford, which is a fantastic vehicle. In yes. New York City, if you get into a little Escape taxi, you look down yeah. at the odometer, and it's got 250,000 miles. Ask yeah. the driver, because I did this, and he's like, I have not had any problems with this car. And I'm like, really? Yeah. And this is New York City. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. And multiple times, a really good vehicle. So I'm glad that's on the list. Right. So that's about the size of a Honda CRV. Don't get it confused with that Ford EcoSport. That's not right. a great Right. Different thing, yes. But the Escape Hybrid, under $10,000, you can find them on Auto Trader. 2012 Ford Fusion Hybrid, another great hybrid car. Mm. And some of them can be had as hybrids and plug-in hybrids. If you look for a Ford Fusion Energy, it's E-N-E-R-G-I. That's a plug-in hybrid, mm. Ford Fusion, mm. under 10 grand. Civic Hybrid, under 10 grand. Honda Insight, from 2012, can be had for under $10,000. Mm. 2008, that's going back a, a ways, but 2008 Lexus RX 400H. Another good hybrid. Wow. The Lincoln MKZ hybrid, which is similar to the Ford Fusion mechanically. Um, 2016 Camry hybrid. Remember how they've had Accord and Camry hybrids on and off for the past right. several years? Yeah, Th yeah. These are all cars that, like, you know, they're going to have some miles, but, you know, quite frankly, I'm okay getting a Highlander hybrid from 2008 with some miles on it. Same right. with the 2010 Toyota Camry hybrid. You know it's going to go 200, 300,000 miles with no problem. So if you buy one that has 150, you're going to be fine. Yeah. The one that it's to me, and I, I, don't, you know, I guess maybe I don't know if people know the Ford Fusion, which is about the size of a full-size like Honda Accord. It's, yeah. It's that yes. mid-size mid car. That's actually a nice-looking car. I remember when it came out, I, I remember yeah. going, man, that, that thing has got great lines to it, you know? So, and nice inside too. Yeah. Very 
upscale for a mid-level sedan. And these are all best hybrids under $10,000, folks. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know what's funny? I, I remember when the Toyota Prius hybrid came out uh, in the beginning back, I think it was 89, or no, 99. What, what year? No, 89. Wait a minute. No, 99. Whatever it was, it was a long time ago. That's how my brain is. Barbara Walters was still alive, and she was doing that show that she had with the other ladies. And she said, yeah. this is really a good idea. They should make it. And I remember laughing. I go, they do make it. It's right here. And she goes, well, I don't know. I don't even drive. Well, you know, I was talking about New York City. <laughs> I had a friend. He was 38 years old. Didn't get his driver's license till he was, you know, 38 years old. And I'm like, 38 years old? Depending on where you live in this world, in this country, would really dictate what kind of vehicle you could do. My daughter, yeah. having the plug-in hybrid minivan, the, the, the Pacifica, it's perfect. They drive this thing all over the place and love it to death. Like I said, she will never buy another vehicle that is not a plug-in hybrid. So to know how many of these hybrids are available under ten grand, that actually, you know, that gives me a little bit of hope for young people because they are so smart, these vehicles. They're so well put together. They're so well built. They've been doing it for so long now, especially the car companies like Toyota. And I see a lot of Toyotas on here, including the, the Lexus RX. Honda has yeah, been doing Ford it for too. a long time. Yeah. Ford Motor Company. I mean, these folks have, have, they have figured this out. So uh, there you are You know what's options. a great example of this? What? The perfect example of is the Ford Maverick, a yeah, hybrid small right. pickup yep. that when they introduced it, they couldn't. They put had to put people on waiting list. I know. I that's know. and that's my, the perfect solution. My wife wanted one. She liked it so much. She thought I could live with this. This is a car and a truck. All right, hang tight. Yeah. All all because she has six chickens. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> she thought she needed a truck. Stay with us. word never carries a lot of weight never forget never settle never surrender and now dodge is proud to announce never lift the full throttle rally cry of stepping on the gas and never letting up with the 475 horsepower durango srt 392 and the muscle car dynamic duo dodge charger and challenger and the introduction of dodge power brokers your official dealer for legendary direct connection performance parts for more on the never lift mindset go to dodge.com dodge is a registered trademark of fca us llc is The Drive with Alan Taylor. Brian Moody, Moody's joining us here. He's he's at the Chicago Auto Show, but there's just not a lot to talk about. I, I'm kind of blown away. I'm kind of glad I, I didn't go because it's a long way. I mean, look, I'm on the West Coast, Chicago in February. There's some stuff. I know, I yeah, know, but not, it's like, you know what, you're not there. like in the past. Right, exactly. When he's talking about in the past, I mean, that was a massively awesome show to go to, and you don't miss it for anything. And I just, I looked at the list, and I'm like, well, it's great for the local community. So if you're anywhere near yeah. Chicago, go to the show. But when it comes to yeah. press releases like, you know, uh, whatever there was there, Kia did something, and Ford uh, showed the 2024 um, Explorer. But, you know, there used to be like 20 
unveilings yeah. of new product. And now there's like two or three. So Yeah, um, you can see Subaru's new Forester. You can see the Mustang Dark Horse. You can see the new Kia Carnival. There's some stuff. But it's like, yeah. a, like you said, it's not like day after day of just wall-to-wall yeah. debuts and premieres. Right, right, right. So listen, you're there. Lauren's there. I, I didn't need to go. I'm, and I appreciate you spending enough, this time because yeah. I know it's coming to the end of your day over there. Well, anyway, yeah. so a little bit. But <laughs> I'm going to get me some pizza. <laughs> that's right. That's what's next is the Chicago pizza. All right. So you talked about Kelly Blue Books, KBB.com. Kelly Blue Books, five-year cost to own. What do you got there? Yes. Well, this is so you can pick the segment. I'm going to pick midsize SUV and crossover because it's a very popular segment. Yes. And what we do is calculate the fuel cost, the maintenance cost, the insurance, expected repairs, financing, state fees, and depreciation. And so all of those things are what it costs to own and operate these types of vehicles. Now, these are new. So you want to eliminate depreciation? Go get a used car, and you'll knock that number down significantly. Right. But the top pick, number one in its class, is actually the new 2024 Subaru Ascent. It has a total cost to own and operate over a five-year period expected to be just a tiny bit over $47,000. So that's top of its class. That's an inexpensive car to operate. If we look at something like a luxury high-performance car, then the BMW M3 is the most, the top performer, but still, add up all those things and it costs $111,000 to own and operate a BMW on three over five years. So, you know, yeah, I mean, but that's because of the price, right? That's because of the, the purchase price to begin with. Right. When you look at midsize SUVs, well, the purchase price is much lower. So the number two midsize SUV to own and operate in terms of low cost is the Hyundai Palisade at $51,300. Those are good cars. So, so the next so one l- is let me let me understand. Num- Hold on, let me understand. Yeah, yeah. So when you say fifty one, that that includes like everything. That's gasoline, insurance, maintenance. Yes. Gotcha. Depreciation. So, now, what yeah. you could do is for for the Hyundai Palisade, if you want to know your out of pocket experiences, and by the way, this is on Kelly Blue Book. You can go to kbb.com and you'll find this. Because that's those are some shocking um, numbers, I gotta tell you. Shocking numbers. I don't think people think well, like Well here's that. what the out of pocket would be. This okay. is probably a more reasonable number. Okay. Remove depreciation and for a car like the Subaru Ascent, over a five year period it would cost you about twenty nine thousand dollars to own and operate that car. Five, out of pocket. Right. Right? Yep. Add depreciation and now that bumps it up by $17,000, which gives you the $47,000 number. So you know, and, and depends honestly, on how you look at depreciation. That's shocking, isn't it? Because yeah. most of the time you think, well, I got a $499 payment. Gas is yep. going to cost me 100 bucks a month or, oh, no, 100 bucks mm-hmm. a week, you know, because it's price yeah, of gas yeah. has gone up and everything else. Tires are going to cost you how many in five years? Maybe, maybe two sets, maybe three depending on how many miles you yeah. drive. So, so you, that's part of maintenance. Right. And, and you know, Oof. for a car like the, the Hyundai Santa Fe, which is the third best in its class, fuel is going to cost you about $8,300 over a five-year period. Wow. Maintenance is going to cost you about $4,900 over a five-year period. Right. And, and insurance, about $8,000. Whew. And you know what? Here's the funny thing. You know, if you could do this for every kid before he goes to buy a car, he'd probably ride his 10 speed for another year. 
Well, so what's funny is that like the expected things that you would think, so given those numbers, 8,000 for insurance, 4,000 for maintenance, 8,300 for gas, yeah. how much do you think expected repairs are for a, a new Hyundai Santa Fe over a five-year period? Tell me we got 10 seconds. $650. Oh, there you go. There you go. See? All right. Okay, this is all available at kbb.com. Kelly Blue Book. Yes, sir. Brian Moody, you're the best. Have fun in Chicago. Don't eat too much pizza. I saw a little fat roll sneaking out of your shirt the oh. other day. Oh, yep. I can barely walk. <laughs> all right. Have fun out there. Thank you, Brian. Yep, later. <laughs> okay, that's it for me, you guys. See you next week right here on The Drive. Attention business owners, 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book.